Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth, right? And last time we got hit in the mouth by Puka Nakua. And there's no way they're taking Puka Nakua lightly this time around or anyone over there. I mean, Sean McVay, like, he's going to have a plan like he always does for us. And so we, we got to be up for it this time. But, I, I mean, do, do you see Puka doing what he did last time? You know, I don't because the great point that Jake brought up from uh, our episode on his show yesterday, uh, we got Spoon back. Yeah. Are you a Scorpio? No. Libra. Libra. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got are you a gemini <laughs> it's the take 12 podcast what's up everybody Sometimes you get a little bit of the off mic, on the mic. It's fun. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm a lifelong Seahawk fan and former famous guy, Brett Davern. Or still famous, notorious now, Katie. Yeah. Infamous. No, no. Infamous. <laughs> and he is Seahawks all-pro linebacking legend. I was going to say linebacker, then I was going to switch to linebacking legend, got caught in the middle. Whatever. You know who he is. He's Lofa Tatupu. And today is his birthday. Today's his birthday, and and right before we came on the air, right the last thing, like, cause you guys, you got, you guys out there listening have no idea how hard it is to try to get the good stuff onto the show, cause we all log on, we just start talking right away, and I was gonna try and embarrass our guy on the air, and producer Katie, right before we goes on, go on, says. Happy birthday to him, and, and we missed the the good embarrassment. We wasted the good embarrassment on you. The good surprise. <laughs> yeah, the big daddy line. Oh man, happy birthday, Lofa. We love you, buddy. Appreciate it. Love you guys too. And now Jake, everybody, all at once. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Make him sit there. Gosh, no. Oh, we're joined on this episode uh, by Jake, Ellen. Bogan. Did I get it? I nailed it. I nailed it. You nailed it. Yes. From Believe in Rams. You know him. He's been here before. He's a returning champion, and uh, we love him and love his insights. And we will get to those right after producer Katie tells you about Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines sponsors this Take 12 podcast, and if you sign up for 12 status, you can get... Brett, I always get it wrong. What do they get? They get what? the yardage. You're in is charge it of rushing the yards. A mile it... for every passing yard. Passing yard. Through the yard. air, Run. Katie. They're passing. an airline. Through oh, the air. That's what it is. If it was like FedEx or UPS or something, it'd be the ground. Maybe, but yeah. no, you know, or I guess they kind of do air too. Passing yards. Passing yards, yes. One for every passing yard that the Seahawks throw for, not just Geno. It could be anyone. If K9 drops back and for some reason wants to throw one and they complete it, you get those miles, man. Plus, you get 15 or 12% off of the team store on the 12th of the month, and uh, you can board first. Yeah, priority boarding for 12 status members. So um, you guys are probably already signed up for Delta Miles anyway. You might as well make sure you're signed up for the 12 status as well if you're a Washington 
State resident. I have to say, too, I, I have been dealt, dealing with Delta, mm-hmm. like, because we're going to Dallas, and mm-hmm. um, I've been making reservations and stuff. They have the nicest customer service. Yeah. Out of anybody in the entire world. Like, it takes, you know, because sometimes those things take a long time, but the entire process is very pleasant. They're the best. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... Reminder, everybody, we will be in Dallas. So if you're planning on traveling to Dallas for the game against the Cowboys, come check us out. We got parties going on, tailgates, all that kind of good stuff. Come uh, shake hands. Okay, now to the game at hand. Finally, you guys. I I had to stop you from talking about it for so long. Now we got to get into it. Uh, The Seahawks take on our division foe, the Rams, uh, for the second and Hopefully final time this season. We'll see. We all remember what happened in game number one. These are two different teams by now, Jake and Lofa, right? Uh, what's going to happen in this one? Let our guest go first. <laughs> well, you know, just obviously it's just talking about this with Lofa on our uh, crossover show. And I think really coming into this game, two teams looking at you know still kind of the same prize because the rams of course still want to make the playoffs mm-hmm. but this is a i mean a must win um they're three and six and i told lofa on our show there's only one team that's ever made the playoffs starting three and seven that's the washington football team in 2020 mm. in the history of the league mm. so i don't like that those odds um and i'm sure the rams don't and so you know they went out they got carson wentz to be their backup they probably should have done that way a while ago they would have mm-hmm. beaten the packers but right now they're in a three and six hole. They need this win. Seattle also needs this win because Seattle has different. So while they they both want to go to the playoffs, Seattle has a shot at the NFC West title. And you know you got to be focusing on division. You're not sitting there like, oh, I want the wild card. No, the division's right there. Yeah. You know, you have two opportunities against the 49ers. You win that tiebreaker, and it's a completely different ball game. So, you know, I think both teams are looking at this. Plus, when you think about it, Rams coming off a bye, Seattle coming off an impressive you know last second win um you know against washington and now you know you go into this one it's like seattle lost 17 by 17 the to start the season so there's some yeah. bad blood there oh yeah there was a uh, a little mix-up with akello and dk you know so it, it's a rivalry game and, and i think the the thing that i've learned since i started covering football is that you know rivalry games it kind of goes out the window how good how bad the other team is I think we talked about that, you know, last time. Um, it's like any game, even if you're going up against a one in fifteen team and a fifteen one team or whatever, you never know how it's going to go down. And most of the time, it's pretty close because they know each other so well because they have to. Well, and Lofa, it's not like we're playing very consistent right now. We did get the win. We've been up and down. I don't really know if we can really even know what we can expect in this one. Which team is going to show up on Sunday? Yeah, well, I mean, Jake hit it with the rivalry. I mean, you see it across the league. You look at what Cleveland walked into Baltimore and did. Um, mm-hmm. it, the first quarter, into that first quarter, it was like 17-3, to three, just like our game against Baltimore. And I thought, you know, it's, it's unraveling for Cleveland. They came back, and, and they, they gutted it out, and they got the victory. And, um, you know, when we – it was two halves last time. That's what I just want to remind everybody. We were rolling in the first half. Mm-hmm. Everything looked good. The run game, the pass game scoring points. We had the lead at halftime and then we lost our tackles and that will make it a long day for any offense, but no excuses. We have to find a way to get the ground game going, regardless of who's in there. We still aren't completely healthy, but got cross back, got some guys back. And, um, you know, we, we got, 
Walker, at least he got the touches last game. You know, while we didn't get him rolling, only 63 yards. It was a tough 63. He got it out. Sharp had about 30 or 40 also. So we get that ground game going. It'll be a completely different outcome than it was last time. And like, really, the only thing that scares me is that, of course, when the Hawks need to play somebody a second time, their stars come back, mm. be it Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford this week. Yeah. Yeah. They they always seem to get their players they were missing back healthy. Well, and then they're coming off a bye. That's two weeks to prepare for one team. And yeah. That, that's a lot of time to to prepare for know. like your most kind of hated team <laughs> rival. For someone you know very well. Beat and they always get up for it. Yeah, totally. I mean, everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth, right? And last time we got hit in the mouth by Puka Nakua. And there's no way they're taking Puka Nakua lightly this time around or anyone over there. I mean, Sean McVay, like, he's going to have a plan like he always does for us. And so we, we got to be up for it this time. But, I, I mean, do, do you see Puka doing what he did last time? You know, I don't because the great point that Jake brought up from our, our episode on his show yesterday, uh, we got Spoon back. Yeah, he, He's healthy. and He's actually – he didn't play in the first matchup. Neither did Jamal. Jamal was still on injured reserve or pup, you know, physically unable to perform. So getting those guys back, we're finding a little more balance on defense um, and just more ways to 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 use those guys uh, in coverage as well as, you know, blitzing. Hey, speaking of Witherspoon, here's something. I just heard Spoon, man. I'm not going crazy, right? Here's something. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, speaking of that, uh, here's oh, something man, we want to try great. on the show. Our guy McNeil. We call him McNasty around here, but uh, he's he's he, you know he's he's doing some research. He's putting some stuff together behind the scenes here. McNeil, you're gonna have to fire up your microphone because speaking of Spoon, you see some similarities already in this in this guy's young career that you want to touch on and talk about. And we have some video evidence to back it up. Is that correct? It is okay. Usually with your conspiracy theories and your harebrained ideas around here, we need the video, <laughs> and you're not able to provide the video. This time we got the video, huh? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah okay yeah. good so katie what do, what do you got there or mcneil how do you set this thing up and then let's take a look or mcneil what so are your just thoughts and comparisons uh set it up for everybody what are you getting at here so basically lofa made a good point that he feels like there hasn't been very many good comparisons to give to witherspoon okay and then he brought up the fact that ronde barber is who he thinks is the best comparison okay and I spent some time yesterday compiling some clips to compare, and they both play very similarly. It's like style and numbers their first year, and it's it's very fascinating because when they both have the ball in their hands, they both don't like to be tackled, which is huge as a cornerback because that means they can catch the ball and score on interceptions. Nice. Okay, okay. Um, well, this is what happens when you record live podcasts. Uh, it's telling me that Katie's computer is not able to share her screen. <laughs> so, of course it is. Um, okay, we'll just post it later. Yeah, we'll post the videos f- later. But give me, give me, Lofa, like, give me your breakdown so, of the yeah. things and what you guys have seen. Yeah. Well, to further McNeil, McNeil share with me the numbers. Uh, it's only like a nine-game breakdown. Um, Rondé started nine games his second season. He didn't play much his first season. I don't know if it was injury or what. But he had nine starts his second season, probably a little more playing time in other games. But you take the nine starts and compare them to the nine starts that we've had so far with Spoon. And again, Spoon really only played seven games. He missed the first two. Um, He's got a stat in like every category, a forced fumble, recovered, interceptions, sacks. 
And so while everybody's like, oh, I don't know who to compare them to, they're both about 5'11", 5'10"-ish, right? Both 180. They both play on the island outside, and then they both have the unbelievable ability to go inside on passing downs and lock up a slot receiver, which is, that is tough duties. So when you talk about value, like if you were to redraft, Rodney Barber is one of the most criminally underrated corners I've ever seen in my life. And if you were to redraft it, he'd be a top 10 pick, just like what Spoon is, mm-hmm. because you're getting two players in one. Wow. And so the big hits, they're both bring, they both bring big hits, and it's, it's incredible at 180 pounds. I mean, that's not a huge frame to do it. Um, but their speed and their instinct is what separates them from most guys that play either corner or either nickel. Usually those are two different guys. There's not many that can do both. Well, uh, we're having the video difficulty, so we'll put something up there on YouTube, you guys. It gives me a chance to remind all of you that the Take 12 podcast this year diving heavily into YouTube. So go yeah. smash that subscribe button and uh, hit up McNeil over there. McNasty's putting the videos up and all that. So he'll put this one oh, up yeah. there, too. Um, Lofa, I was listening to a young musician being interviewed the other day on the radio, and they were comparing them and talking about their music style and how they're changing genres and saying, who are you trying to be or are you the next so-and-so? And the, and the person said, I'm not the next anybody. I'm the first me. And they maybe that's what Spoon's doing, too, a little bit. You know, like maybe he's not compared to most because he's uncomparable. I love it. I mean, what a talent so far up here. And, you know, playing defense in the Seahawks defense and doing what he's doing and uh, of course, the twelves are going to embrace him and everything. And and Jake, back to you here. You guys didn't see him the first time around, so you must be shaking in your boots, huh? I watched him enough, at Illinois. Uh, you know, I watched uh, eight games of his when I was going through and scouting him. Um, and I, I just brought up my notes because I was like, oh my god, uh, some of the best tape I've ever seen. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Devin wow. Witherspoon is a jack of all trades corner who is the master of potentially everything at the position. Uh, normally it's jack of all trades master of none but you just you watch him and it's just the range the pop behind his pads the physicality and man like you know he talks smack without actually talking and you know he's talking but like he talks smack with the way he plays Mm. it's like this you know this love for the game and just like man i'm better than you and i'm gonna show it and uh you know it's it's kind of funny because you know the the rams have a kello witherspoon and they are so vastly different they get the job done they're so vastly different. Witherspoon on the Rams plays so what casual fans might call lackadaisical, but in reality, he's so long. Like he's six foot four. He's got a crazy wingspan. And what he's able to do is like he's just going to use his body. He's going to use his recovery speed because he ran like a four three coming out of Colorado, where he's going to basically, you know, kind of chauffeur you out of bounds. And he doesn't quite play with the same physicality, but it still works. And then you have Witherspoon, who I don't really think there's a comparison to. I think they're bits and pieces. Uh, Rondé Barber makes sense. Um, you know, I see some, honestly, I see some Sheldon Brown, uh, the corner for the Eagles in him. And obviously, I think he's a better corner than Sheldon Brown, but everyone knows the Reggie Bush hit where the dude was practically puking right after he got hit by Sheldon Brown his rookie year on the Saints. Sheldon Brown. Brian Dawkins, that level, you know, he can really ruin your day. But I just think, like, coming out of Illinois, um, corners don't go in the top five, top ten, unless you're, like, the real deal. And normally a corner like Christian Gonzalez doesn't fall the way he does. But here's the reason why Christian Gonzalez fell. Here's the reason why Emmanuel Forbes and Deontay Banks fell and Devin Witherspoon went 
higher than some anticipated because Witherspoon, I think if I was going to make any comparison to a guy today, he reminds me without the size reminds me of Jalen Ramsey because he cares about every aspect of the field. He cares about every aspect of playing the cornerback position and it goes a long way. And I think with Christian Gonzalez, I love the guy. I think he is an outstanding, you know, coverage guy, but the difference is you're getting a pure coverage guy and he was drafted as such, right? But you're getting a guy top five because he's great at everything. And, you know, the difference between him tackling and a guy like Christian Gonzalez tackling and why they were drafted so far apart in the first round is because Gonzalez is what I would call an ankle biter. Okay. He's not going to go up. He doesn't want to make, I mean, the only thing you got to worry about is Witherspoon getting concussions and getting neck issues because he puts his head down. I mean, he is textbook tackling a corner and, you know, that's some of the best, you know, cornerback play I've seen coming out of college. Well, that, that, for, that's for what anybody. I was going to say, man. As like a Seahawk fan, the coolest thing is that not only is he bringing it and bringing it well, but there's not many flags on the back end of it. He does it right, Lofa. Like these hits are, you know, even the commentators are just like, that is just good football, just good, hard football. And he plays with that personality that, I mean, like I said, it's just, he's the perfect Seahawks you know, defender in the secondary. It's just like, it's, it's, it's what you'd want to draw up as a Seahawks fan and what you want them to go out and get in the draft. Yeah. He hits like a safety or a linebacker. Yeah. I mean, and that's at 180 pounds. And so I respectfully disagree with you guys. Wait till we look up years from now. And he has the exact same stats as Rondé Barber. Okay. Just wait. I'll wait for it. I'll revisit this in 10 years. Hey, I'm the, the Rams guy. And I was, I was showering him with, uh, with praise, but, but no, I mean, you know, all seriousness, the guy has, and actually this is something that really needs to be said. He always seems ahead of the offense. Just like one step ahead. That's IQ. That's That's football IQ. That's instincts. That's, that's hey I, okay I saw that on tape I, I okay I'm gonna go over see not everybody has that and this is why you gotta watch the film you gotta watch the all 22 and not just highlights like I try to tell my audience all the time like oh this guy looks really good yeah but what were his lowlights what am I getting when he's not doing his best because we're only seeing what he is with his best highlights right the all 22 most of his all 22 are highlights wow that's the scary thing about this guy he doesn't really have a play where it's like oh he could have been better i I mean i i said it um after they won i was like i'm taking nothing away from this win but witherspoon plays that game it could have been completely different well lofa lofa you tell us about the iq because that's what they would say about you my man is that you were there before they were and for you and i'm not trying to break up your 40 speed you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I'm not bringing <laughs> it up, okay. but I mean, they would bring it up as like, oh, that's he's got to get there uh, before they do. And and you were so smart. And we have, we've talked about the Wonderlick test. But I mean, as a guy who did have such a high football IQ, speak to Spoon's football IQ in that way. Yeah, it's really just a numbers game, a math game. And, you know, when you're, you're looking at the opposing offense, the formation, the recognition, the tendencies, the percentage of how often they run to pass. When you break that down, you can play so much faster than than anybody on any timed electronic device that runs a four four or four three. He just happens to run a four three, so he's getting there <laughs> yeah. that much sooner. Um, but to to your point, Jake, he is a student of the game, and that that's kind of what it relates to. There was a hit, I believe, it was against Minnesota, and there was an interview of him saying 
if they come out and throw that running back quick screen, it's over. And the first play they did, they motioned, they threw the screen to the running back, and he came from 20 yards, and you could see the 4-3 in full effect, and then the finish just destroyed, and that set the tone. And so when we had the Legion of Boom, you know, we had four guys doing that. And so, you know, now we, we got Diggs, we got Jamal, we got him, um, we got um, Trey Brown. Like, they all are physical, you know, corners and, and secondary guys. So um, getting back to that, that's what that's the kind of brand of, that Pete Carroll loves to play. Well, what about the Rams secondary, though, switching gears a bit? I mean, because, you know, Gino, he got it done at the end of the game. Uh, this last game, you know, they were on fire at the beginning of the game, but that, there was that whole middle section there. Um, Jake, what are the Rams going to bring uh, to Gino, and what should Gino be doing, and what should Seahawks fans be looking for for Gino to be doing to exploit the Rams' defense? Yeah, well, I think since week one, the Rams have learned a lot about their secondary. Um, Darion Kendrick, who was starting, and he's had, and I say this, I mean, 97% of the time he plays really well, uh, but it's that 3% that is catastrophic. I mean, we've seen penalties at the end of halves that completely changed the momentum of the game. I mean, the Rams were outplaying the 49ers, and then that happens, and then the game completely goes sideways. Uh, happened against the Steelers. It happened against um, in another team I'm blanking on, shocker. But, you know, really what it comes down to is that the Rams, since week one, which is a good thing, they've found out who works best. And, um, you know, just seeing what Raheem Morris has been able to do and just seeing what Akella Witherspoon has been able to do, because he has just taken his play to another level. Hmm. Um, and I've always been a fan of his from afar, but, you know, and I think the thing that kind of goes unsaid is his last year with the Niners, like, he was playing well. A lot of Niner fans are like, where did this come from? I'm like, I just don't think you guys appreciate what he was doing. And I get it because he is somewhat unorthodox. So you don't normally see a big corner like that not play with any sort of physicality he's very very finesse like there's there's not really any sort of physicality to his game he can have it but he just doesn't exhibit it and so you know what we've seen is that unfortunately he hasn't really had a true running mate so it's not like your Darrell Revis Island and then Antonio Cromartie playing off him being able to take those you know passes to the house it's only been him so that's been the big thing is they haven't been able to really force turnovers and when he's their cover guy and now he has to go and maybe take a risk. I mean, that leaves a lot because now Raheem Morris trusts him so much. He's really been letting him stay on his own island. I mean, there's not really any safety help on his side of the field. Because of that, that's allowed to, the Rams to increase uh, some, you know, whether it's a dimebacker or an extra, you know, safety on the field, uh, more blitzes. Um, because, you know, this, this pass rush hasn't done anywhere near enough. Um, you know, you saw it in the first game, Byron Young, very, very good. I mean, I'm impressed. He, he's starting to really turn it on. Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. Jonah Williams is one of the best run stoppers in the league. Um, you know, then you have Bobby Brown coming back from IR. That's going to be huge. They lost him in the Eagles game at the end in garbage time. Hmm. And then um, Kobe Turner, uh, another, you know, late round, third round pick that, uh, you know, he's a late third round pick, excuse me, that has really turned it on. So these guys, as great as they've been, there hasn't been enough consistent pressure, and they don't have that second edge guy. Uh, they didn't go out in you know the uh, trade deadline, go out and grab anybody. So they've been really using a rotation. Michael Hoyt, who you guys you know, pretty much took advantage of playing in coverage because he's a six foot four, three hundred pound outside linebacker. Uh, you know, figure that one out. But 
Um, they also got a sixth rounder in Oshawn Mathis back who, you know, has a lot of potential, but I don't know how much of an impact he can have. So because of that, Raheem has been trying different things, whether it's Russ East blitzing or Quinton Lake or Jordan Fuller. Uh, and I think they've really been allowed to do that because Akello Witherspoon has so much trust to handle his guy without any safety help. And when you have that recovery speed and that length, because that's the key thing. See, you know, again, the casual fan will see him. Oh, he got burned. No, he's uh, like right in his hip pocket. He's playing from the trail and he knows how, you know, how long his arms are going to be and how he can knock that football away or come down with it. Um, you know, I think right now on the other side, there's kind of a bevy of corners. You know, they're trying to figure things out and whether he's going to be healthy or not. Kobe Durant, who played in the star role. Now he's playing on the outside. You know, they got guys like Duke Shelley who have played really good football, especially Duke Shelley pretty much shut down Devontae Smith uh, in the Eagle game. But how much is he going to play? Darion Kendrick's been on the bench. We don't know how long he's going to play. So I know I just said that they've been figuring things out and they've been in good shape. But I think the real big thing that they needed to figure out, which they did, is that, hey, we don't have this up front. We don't have the pass rush we need, but we trust Akello so much that we can create pass rushing uh, just by blitzing, you mm -hmm. know, and create pressure just by blitzing. And we can trust, hey, we don't need that safety over the top of Akello. So now we can bring a guy uh, down there and make that. And so I think that's really helped the Rams defense. I know it sounds weird because the last two games, they've been losses and the Dallas game was brutal, but I'll just say this right now. The Dallas game got away from them, but Stafford also got hurt and they were staging a comeback before he did get hurt. And uh, I mean, I had Lofa, I'm going to do it again to you. Uh, Lofa Tatupu could have started at quarterback against the Packers <laughs> and uh, they would have won. So that's, that's where we're at. Well, he You're played quarterback right, at, 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 Hell yeah. at, in high school and at Maine and all that. Right. Right. Lofa. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, look, no matter who's playing quarterback, they got to keep him upright. I know, Brett, uh, you could have you could have won that game, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's not let's not get crazy. Um, but uh Lofa, they got to keep him upright, you know. And and uh um you know, I just want to give a shout out uh speaking of that to Peters, man. We talked about Peters coming in. I saw his like stat line the other day, Jason Peters. I mean, at whatever age he is or whatever he's doing, he's doing great for us. And I just wanted to mention his name since we haven't talked about him in a few weeks and and uh, get his name in there, Lofa, a little bit. He's been killing it. Oh, yeah. I mean. And, it, of course, it, he is. He's a 20-year vet. I <laughs> yeah. mean, Jake, you know something about that with Big Wit. You guys, he was like a 20-year vet as uh -huh. well. And, like, just that experience goes a long way. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For the, the cornerstone in the McVeigh. Uh, Tenure Rams. Absolutely. I mean, I, he's the Orlando Pace to the Grand Show on Turf, and mm. I, I keep saying that. Mm. So, uh, what about uh, what about Mafe though? Lofa, does he keep the streak going, and can we get after Stafford in the way that we've been getting after everybody? Absolutely, he keeps the streak going. I don't yeah. know if you heard about this, Jake. I think we might have touched on it. Yes, uh, I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then we did. Then we did talk about it. I do my uh, homework, my guy. <laughs> seven straight stacks. He owns the outright consecutive game streak for the club um just incredible the jump he's made from year one to year two and um i think he's winning in several different ways it's not just you know one rush and that's what's most impressive uh doing it with four-man rush it's um it's not always off a blitz or off of a, a game a stunt that he runs so you guys have your hands full with him and then leonard williams i don't know if you know but before the deadline we got the, the big guy out of new york and um they, they both had a sack last game, and so it's been a great addition, and I, I look forward to seeing them build on that. 
So hopefully your O-line is ready for that. Man, it's going to be an awesome game, you guys. Uh, obviously, it's this weekend, and um, we know everybody's going to be tuning in. What will the final score be, though? And, of course, mm. we will tell you our predictions from that. we got to get Jake's final score prediction. Interested to see what that will be. But before we do, let's take a quick commercial break. Hey, we're back. All right, let's predict the score. <laughs> Jake... Lofa always makes the guests go first. I'm assuming we're going to do that again. Jake, um, what will the final score of the Seahawks and Rams game be? And we do this, of course, because our friends at Simply Seattle, they sponsor the Score Prediction Challenge every single week. You guys can go find the post, uh, put in what you think the final score will be, what the outcome will be. If you nail it, it's up to 75 bucks right now because we had $25 every week when no one nails it. So uh, you win a $75 gift card to Simply Seattle. If multiple people nail it, of course, we put everyone's name in the hat and draw one out. So uh, there you go. You have a chance to win, I guess, if you nail the score. Jake, what's the score going to be? Yeah, so I don't think I've ever nailed a score before. Uh, Me neither. On. Never in my whole life. <laughs> so, I've never done um, it. I no, I, I was uh, one away, actually, from the, the KU-UNC title game. Ooh. One away, but wow. I missed it. So, <clears throat> anyway. All right, I'm going to go 31-28. Okay, I think it's going to be a fun game. Seahawks? To buy, I think. No, Rams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> hey, I mean, to be fair, I've gone on shows and admitted throughout this year the Rams were going to lose. I mean, that's that's a new thing to to get used to i mean well, i guess last year but, i picked against the you know. seahawks like four weeks in a row just because it was working so i had to keep doing <laughs> it, it. Worked, i'm superstitious ah yeah. uh, see i i am too but i've seen it both sides yeah. the different jersey the different hat i'm over the superstition it doesn't matter <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh no i have i have 31 28 i think it's gonna be a fun game i think everything that plagues sean McVay as far as overthinking Going against his, you know, uh, former coaches, you know, and all that. Um, and yes, Waldron's there. But like going against LaFleur, going against Zach Taylor, like they know how he is and how he overthinks. This is coming right off a of bye. To me, this is like week one. And I was telling Lofa, you know, the one thing that I remember Andrew Siciliano saying on my show was like, I don't bet against Sean McVay week one, like, you know, because it's a clean slate. Mm -hmm. And the thing that, that Sean McVay does is he overthinks things so much. He gets, he tries to, he gets cute. I always say if the Super Bowl didn't have a media week and went right into it, he would have beat Bill Belichick, probably had the perfect idea, but the extra week, he probably overthought some things and put himself in a hole. Um, I, I think that's one of the things, the, the good things that coming around the bye, you don't have a chance to do that. There haven't been multiple games. This is like the break. You know, this is now, you know, we're going on. And I, I think this is uh, this is a big thing for the Rams. Now, does it mean that they make the playoffs or anything? Not saying that. But they need this win. And I think against Seattle, we talked about any rivalry game can be close. Um, I think this one's going to be a fun one. I really do. Lofa, what's the score going to be? It will be a fun one for us. <laughs> I got the Hawks 27 to 20. You guys don't even have a healthy running back. Stafford's got a bad thumb coming back. He's going to be rusty. 27, uh -oh. 20. Oh, Hawks. no. <laughs> oh, no. I was confident until you just said Stafford's going to be rusty. That feels a bit jinxy. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, I was going to comment, but I'm like, you know what? The jinx is on you, man. I... I out of my hands. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give another shout out here on the show to uh, NFC 
I think special teams player of the week, Jason Myers, five for five last week, kicked the game winner and is back in my good graces. And I'm going to say he does it again this week. And I'm going to go slightly higher score than you guys um, because sometimes it can get like that between these two teams. So I'm going to go LA 30, or sorry, uh, Seahawks. Oof. (sighs) Seahawks 36, LA 33. In a tight one, wow! But a fun one down here in LA. I can LA tell you, nobody's predicting rivals. that, so that's smart. Well, this is also why I probably never nail the prediction, Jake. <laughs> no, because it has to be something that no one else is exactly. Predicting. You never know, man. And since we Did all I predicted, well, Lofa went a little lower, but uh, since we predicted higher, it'll probably be like a twelve to nine, like old-fashioned yeah. <laughs> Rams Seahawks game. Yeah, McNasty, the first ever two nothing game or whatever. Yeah, Neil <laughs> wants to add his. Yeah, get prediction. in on this. Go for it. I think I think it's gonna be Seahawks forty eight, Rams thirteen. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! It's a lot more confident than than yes. I was. And also, you I have know, a list of every player that the Rams didn't play against Week One. Oh yes, I, I wanted you to read that off. Can you rattle that off to Jake right, real so quick? Got, go for it. I'm gonna go to from the bottom to the top. We have Jason Peters, mm-hmm. Ooh. Frank Clark, yes, Leonard Williams. Mm-hmm. Macintosh. Oh. Charbonnet, basically. Uh huh. <laughs> basically, Charles Cross and basically Abe Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Because <laughs> they injured him. Yeah, yeah uh, we got Jamal it. Adams and Witherspoon. Yes. All right. All right. It's a verified have, list, basically. I like that. Everybody. Yes. I have to, I have to push back on Charles Cross. Because he got <laughs> injured because he got bodied. He got oh. bodied by Byron Young. Oh, no. I've never seen Byron Young win speed to power like that. That was embarrassing. That's well, what happened. So it wasn't like it was a full thing. To power. Maybe you should text him and say use that move more often. Not this He's, week. He, but... he, well, well, no, I'll, I'll definitely I'll hit him up. Is he, a kid, is he a kid from uh, Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, he's, a he's got one of the craziest stories ever. Like you, you talk about, you know, Kurt Warner at a high V he was working at a, a dollar general and wow. uh, his, his Juco school actually ended up his, his football season got canceled because of COVID. So th- then they were still practicing and someone that wasn't affiliated with them just happened to get his film. Like they were just like watching him on like, they took, you know, video on a phone or whatever. And every sec school offered him. Like the thing Whoa. went like viral for them. So wow. yeah, he chose Tennessee cause they were the first, he couldn't make a decision. He was just like, there's so many, but he chose Tennessee cause they were the first to offer. But yeah. yeah, he's, he's awesome. Plus he wears number zero. That's takes a lot of guts to do that. that you you cool. have to be, you have to be a real baller to, to wear number zero. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I think it blitz <laughs> blitz wears zero for us. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel, producer Katie. I don't have a uh, segue there, but Wiener Schnitzel. There's two locations in lo- 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 locations. There's two locations in, in, in Western Washington. That's alliteration. One in Everett, one in Fife, and and Blitz does like Wiener Schnitzel. I'm friends with Blitz. That's confirmed. I've, I've talked to Blitz about mm-hmm. it. He does. He's a Wiener Schnitzel fan. Okay. So you know, if you're lucky, you might be there, and Blitz might be there too. <laughs> Just full mascot, the whole thing. <laughs> full uniform. Just trying to picture what Blitz drives. The oh helmet? The helmet mobile? <laughs> does, he drive the, does he drive the helmet car? Over How there? does he order if he doesn't talk? 
Uh, there's Writes lots it of, down. Yeah, there's lots of ways to Holds get that it up accomplished. On a big sign. He's just pointing and <laughs> flapping his wings in that general direction. He speaks bird. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Western Washington, two locations, Everett and Fife. Tell them that the Take 12 podcast sent you, and you get a free hot dog. Also, EpicSeats.com, everybody, local Seattle company, doing it, doing it well. If you need tickets, seats to anything, go to EpicSeats.com. They got concert tickets, uh, the Kraken, the Seahawks, the Sonics, whenever they come back someday, they'll have it. They'll have it over there. Husky tickets, whatever you want. EpicSeats.com, even for things that aren't in Seattle. And then, of course, if you're holding on to tickets, you want to sell those, you can do that with them as well. Mention the Take 12 podcast. Get an extra 12% off when you're buying anything over 100 bucks, and get an extra $12 per ticket when you're selling tickets. $12 per ticket. That's kind of a lot. Just, just for mentioning the podcast. Per ticket, yeah. Hello. Do it with EpicSeats.com. Do you have a lot of friends? Because then you could get a lot of money back. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's James. That's uh, Jimmy Seats's favorite part. <laughs> James love it, loves it when we just talk about how much money they give people. <laughs> yeah, check out epicseats.com, everybody. Uh, guys, we're about time uh, or about out of time on the show. Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here, fellas? Um. Well, I'll say this: if mm-hmm. the Rams don't use number five two two Atwell at all. Um, I'm gonna put my head through a wall, okay? Oh, wow. uh, because <laughs> Wolf and I were talking about Send us that. The video. And, uh, yeah, I, it's just man. I mean, you saw Tutu out well week one. They have to use him, and I'm I'm hoping that you know McVay takes the buy and actually like you know can see. Oh, wait, you mean that guy that was on pace for over a thousand yards that I've turned into a 600 yard season? Yeah, it's probably getting more than one touch a game. You think so? Yeah, it, it's been really frustrating on that end because I think when Cooper Cup came back, it's really taken the focus off of being more of a well-balanced offense and really focusing on just him and Puka Nakua and using 2-2 as a clear-out. Problem is, a lot of the time when I watch the tape, the clear-out's open, down the field, wide open, but it's designed to go to a specific guy so he doesn't get the ball thrown to him, and teams know it. So. Well, I hope it's it's more uh, you know creativity, less predictability, and more use of number five. Well, you know who didn't get any touches, I don't think, against the Rams, Lofa, who, if he gets a touch, we know what happens. Bobo Jake Mojo. Bobo. Jake Bobo. Woo. Jake Bobo. Bobo. We got to give Bobo a mention. Let's Why get him a ball. In the list? Shoot. Let's go. Nice Put him on the McNeil. list, McNeil. Let's go. Well, I think he probably played in the game, didn't he? Or was he out for that game? No, uh, he was active. He wasn't uh, active. He wasn't active. Oh, all right. Well, watch out for Bobo. Him up as well. If he gets a touch, oh, it's over. It, and also, Tutu was like a second away from becoming the most hated player that wasn't a Seahawk in Seattle when uh, Quandre picked off that throw last year. If Quandre wasn't there, that's a game-losing touchdown. Yeah. I don't even know uh, what he's talking about. Well, I, I, I'll do you one better. If Stafford threw that ball instead of Baker Mayfield, that's a game-winning touchdown. <laughs> uh, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. I, hey, I love Baker. Really nice story and all. And I'm glad he's you know he's back starting and he's playing well. But yes. you know he doesn't. He didn't have the arm Stafford had. And you know a lot of the things that Sean McVay called and that's again on him towards the end of that season. He's calling it because he was like, oh, I got a quarterback again. Forgot that Baker's really good, but he's limited. Like he doesn't have a you know a cannon of an arm like Stafford and so you know you saw that especially in the Seattle game so but he does but he does live at the stadium 
So oh, yeah, well, that's true. What, what cool. stadium does he live at now? I don't know. <laughs> does he still live in Cleveland? Cleveland? <laughs> He's on the pirate ship. Are, are we sure, though? Did they leave him in Cleveland? Like, does he still have to live there? The, how does that whole thing work? Bring it in, He's fellas. Balling in Tampa. Bring it in. Bring, bring it in. Every day. Bring it in, everybody. Good game. Good practice. Good episode. Bring it in. Lofa, come on. Take us into the weekend. Well, it's a believe family, so we're going to believe on three. One, two, three. Believe. believe. <laughs> Go find Believe in Rams. Check out Jake on social media at JK Bogan. B-O-G-E-N. Jake, we love you. Thanks, buddy. Love you too, buddy. See you guys on the next episode. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.